Welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast. I'm really excited to be able to talk with you today and have you back here in our realm to be able to talk about what it means to be a great dad and be able to be an engaged dad and a father every week. As always, you know, I bring you dads that are going to open your minds, but also think about things in a little bit different way so that we have the opportunity to be able to learn and grow from each other because Being a father isn't easy. There's no manual for it, but that doesn't mean we can't learn from the experiences of one another. Actually, it makes our life a lot easier when we have the opportunity to learn and grow from one another. And I'll be honest, as a guy, it's not always easy to ask for help, but it's important for all of us to be able to put ourselves out there, whether it's in person or you put yourself out here listening like you are right now to another father's experience. Because by by listening... You're learning, and you can potentially take some of the things that you're going to learn today and turn it into action steps that you can take to be that engaged father, that that dad that is going to do what he can to be able to help his own kids to do what's right and to help your kids to be not only engaged but strong, independent women. This episode is supported by American Underdog, the upcoming film starring Zachary Levi, star of Shazam and the TV show Chuck as Kurt Warner, the Hall of Fame quarterback, widely considered the most successful NFL player who was never drafted. Kurt famously rose from stocking shelves during the graveyard shift at a grocery store to becoming a Super Bowl champion and two-time NFL MVP. And the production team has done a great job of bringing that story to life. The movie opens Saturday, December 25th on Christmas Day. And one of the best features is that you can enjoy it without knowing a thing about football. There are a ton of fatherhood themes throughout, along with enough messages of love, perseverance, and family to rename it American Dad Blog. The story culminates in the Rams' extraordinary championship season of 1999 before Kurt's five youngest kids were born. And in his interview with Dad 2.0, Kurt mentioned what a thrill it was to watch it with them and give them an idea of what his life was like before they came along. To listen to that interview with Kurt and Zachary and learn about early access screenings in your area on December 17th, 18th, and 19th, Listen to episode 104 of the Dad 2.0 podcast at dad2.com forward slash podcast. Then check out the trailer at AmericanUnderdog.movie and make your plans for a great day out with the family during the holidays. You know, this podcast, as I always say to you every week, you know, I am here to push you to raise strong, independent women. And that, and the reason for that is as our daughters get older, they need to be strong and independent to be able to be amazing members of society. You know that, I know that, and our guest today knows that as well. So today I'm really excited because Michael Van Pelt's with us, and we're gonna be talking to him about his own journey of being a father himself, but also we're gonna be talking to him about some of the things that he's doing to work with you on being a great dad, just like I'm working with you to be a great dad. So Michael, thanks so much for being here today. I'm excited. Thanks for having me on. You know, I'm excited to be able to have you on here as well. And I always start these interviews with an opportunity to talk about being a dad because that's so important. And 
the first question I love to ask, and I is I'm going to turn that clock back in time. And I know your oldest is a son, but I want to go back in time to that first moment, that first moment then when you found out that you were going to be a father to a daughter. And I know your daughter is going to be 16, so, you know, a few years back. So let's turn that clock back in time. Tell me what was going through your head when you found out that you were going to be a dad to a daughter. Well, you know what? I'm ex- <laughs> I love to answer this question. So there's a funny story. My wife and I decided, and it feels like these days we're the minority, we didn't want to know what we were having until we had our kid. And so with our daughter, it was Memorial Day weekend, and I'm a big race car fan. I love the Indy 500. Just love Indy cars. And I had just gotten done watching the Indy 500. This was 2005, Danica Patrick's rookie year. I had just gotten done watching the Indy 500, and we decided to take our dog and my wife and our son, we decided to go for a walk in between races. Well, Coca-Cola 600, of course, was up next. And so we go for a walk, and we turn around to walk back, and my wife stopped in the middle of the road, and she said, "Uh uh-oh, something's not right here. And so we got her back to the house as best we could, and she had essentially gone into labor, with my daughter about a month early. And so we called the hospital and I was able to get our son over to our neighbor's house and and we went up to the hospital. And I would say it was darn near close to midnight that night. And the nurse had come in. Actually, it was around 10. I had gone to move my son over to a friend's house. And while I was gone, the nurse came in and said, do you want to know what the child is? And my wife said, well, I want to wait until my husband's here. And so the nurse put it in an envelope and close to midnight, we decided, well, let's just open this sucker up and see what we're having. And it said, it's a girl. And that's when I found out I was having a daughter. How about that? I love those kind of stories because, you know, for my first, we were like that. We hadn't, we didn't want to know. We didn't find out. We did find out for our second because we ended up kind of wanting to just plan a little bit more. And at that time, actually, was when I started writing about being a father. And because we found out that my second daughter was going to be a girl, my wife said to me, well, call it dad of divas. You're going to be a dad of two daughters. So let's have you write and say you're you're a dad of divas. Not that my daughters are divas because they're not. But it it ended up turning out well and it was a fun name and because of the fact that we knew. But, uh, But that first time, you know, going in without knowing was exciting as well. Just not knowing until the baby was born and and going with all the neutral colors, of course, because, you know, you can't go pink or blue. You got to go in the middle. So lots of greens and yellows to be able to, as we dealt with that. Now, I talked about the fact that your kids are getting older. They're in their teenage years. Your son's 18. Your daughter's going to be 16. As you look back at the experiences that you've had with your kids and especially your daughter, what would you say has been the most memorable experience that you've been able to share with your daughter thus far? (sighs) Wow. I mean, just watching her grow and evolve. And thankfully, she she's following in her mom's footsteps. And, I, and what I mean by that is she's so confident, so smart, so intelligent. And I, I've just always led from that standpoint. She didn't really need a lot of me pointing out what she was doing wrong. She just needed the, you know, parental guidance sometimes to make better decisions. But it's just been such a 
a pleasure to watch her grow into an adult, now a junior in high school. And I can see how I just love how she's grown into uh, this strong woman and independent. And I'd love to say I had something to do with it. I'm sure I did, but I give her mom a lot of credit. How about that? (laughs) That's important to give credit where credit's due. But you definitely have had an impact in many different ways, and even if you don't realize it. And, uh, you know, both parents have such such an impact in that regard. Well, I think that the impact is, I would like to think, is that I've been a good role model for her because she's definitely at an age right now. She's beginning to date, which is somewhat uncomfortable for me, I'm realizing here recently, but I'd like to think what I've done more than anything is be that role model that she's seen how I've been treated. You know, my wife and I just celebrated 25 years of marriage. So I'd like to think that she's seen, you know, how I treated her mom, you know, with love and integrity. And, and I'd love to think that that's the biggest example that I've been able to leave for her. Now, when a lot of dads that I talk to first find out that they're either going to be a father to a daughter or they are a father to a daughter, sometimes there is a fear. There's a fear of the unknown, fear of the fact that you're not a woman and you're trying to figure this out. But there's fears that go along with raising daughters that sometimes are not there with raising sons or they're different type of fears. What would you say was your biggest fear in raising a daughter? I was the oldest of three boys. And so I didn't grow up around girls. Right. I mean, I grew up around boys wrestling in the living room and throwing stuff around the house. So I didn't have a a sister or anything to lean back on. So, you know, when we first had our daughter, Abby, to a certain degree, I was like, well, now what am what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to be a baseball coach or a football coach. And, you know, how do I how do I how do I treat a little girl? And so I really did come into it with a lot of questions in my head, but I enjoyed the experience of having a daughter. I think it made me become more tender and more loving because I was used to roughhousing it, you know, with my brothers, I felt a little bit more connection to be loving and tender to her. And that's the number one thing that comes to my mind when I reflect back on it. Now, as you look forward and you think about your daughter being a junior this year, I have a junior myself, so future is rushing at me. And and as I look at her future as well, it it sometimes gives me a little anxiety. But but that being said, I you know I know I have to take that in strides. But as you look at the future, and you look at what is in store for your daughter, what would you say is your biggest fear for the future as you look at your daughter? Wow. You know, that's an interesting question given the state of the world that we find ourselves in. You know, professional opportunities in whatever endeavor, she's very talented in the arts and gifted in the arts. And that can be a difficult road to go down. I think she's kind of come to the conclusion that she doesn't want to wait tables to try to get on Broadway in New York, but she kind of enjoys that type of thing. So I guess her passion will steer that for her. But, you know, I think it's opportunity and there's so much opportunity, different opportunity in the world today with technology changing and evolving. I just can't help but wonder where she'll land to a certain degree. And I know she'll land fine. She's a, an incredibly intelligent woman at this point, 
but I can't help but wonder where her passion will take her. Well, that's exciting and definitely something that uh, I think every father is concerned about as they look forward. You know, my my daughter says she wants to be the president of the United States. And I say, well, if you want to be president of the United States, what are you going to do to get there? Because there's a lot of steps you have to go through to be able to be considered for being the president of the United States. And there's only one of those. So I said, you know, I've, I've tried to engage her and and push her to think about things in a little bit different way because – you never know what you're going to have to do to be able to get there. And I think that that's helped as well. We talked about fears. And one of the things that sometimes is difficult, too, is that just raising daughters in general can be hard, I mean, for a father to do. What would you say has been the hardest part for you in raising a daughter in today's society? You know, probably right now that she's at this boyfriend stage. Regrettably, when I was her age, I don't think I was the best dude to be around. And so I I worry at this dating stage that she's making good choices. And again, I guess leading and role modeling like I have, I hope she sees and understands what choices she should make. So I worry about that right now. I worry about, you know, the type of people that she, you know, will be surrounded by. It's a difficult and challenging world. People in that age bracket are very confused by things that they see, hear, and read primarily on social media. And my experience with a lot of kids nowadays is that, you know, they're talking about these things, but they're hearing things that is very confusing. The messaging is very confusing to them. And I think as a parent, right, you're probably always going to worry about that, but I'm just concerned, not just for my kid, for all kids, that some of the messaging that they're being indoctrinated with these days can lead them to be confused about things. It can be confusing. And I'll say that when you were talking about the social media piece, um, you know, on the show, we have talked a bit in the past about concerns about the body image or bullying or other aspects that can happen. And I've seen it in my own house where kids can be very mean and not forgiving when it comes to social media. Unfortunately, sometimes they learn that from their parents or from other adults because you see that in the world today too. And so I think that we have to, as you talked about earlier, role model, we have to role model on social media the way in which we want decorum to to, to work, but also have honest conversations with our daughters about if you're going to be on social media, this is what it means. This is what it means for our families, but also this is what it means as you being a person in society. Um, I've had to have those conversations, especially because, like I said, my daughter wants to be president of the United States. And I said, well, if you want to be president of the United States, you've got to be very careful about what you're putting out there. You've got to be clean as a whistle because people will go back through your feed no matter what social media platform you're on. And they'll go back years and years and years and years ago. And something that you said 20 years ago could come back and bite you when you're trying to run for office. And you've got to be really careful about that and and what you're saying and what you're doing and what your kind of imagery that you're putting out there or what you're, you're supporting. And, and it's challenging and it's a challenging conversation to have and talk to your kids about, but it's definitely important. Well, yeah. I mean, even adults are not being adult on social media. So what do we expect our kids to do? And we're constantly having those conversations in our house with both of our kids that they need to be careful, extremely careful and cautious what they put out there. 
even texting. My daughter, I'll be honest, she sent a text. I don't know what the text said. It was maybe a little inappropriate, but she was joking with a fellow classmate and the parent saw the text on the phone and went back to the school. (laughs) So wasn't the first time we've had to have that conversation, but that's how quickly things can turn. And, you know, I honestly, I feel like the kids are at this age are so accustomed to having that little phone in their hand that they sometimes forget to think that what they do could have long-term ramifications, unfortunately. It definitely can provide long-term ramifications, and and that's one of the conversations that we're constantly having, so I appreciate you sharing that. Now, I talked about the fact that you are helping dads in, in a number of different ways. You know, We all need some assistance along the way to be able to be the best people that we can be. And you've got a podcast called The True Man Podcast. You also um, have a site that is that can be found at wedevelopyou.com forward slash Van Pelt. Um, but I want to talk about this. So talk to me about this journey that you've been on, because I know that this has not been something that you've been doing for your entire career, that this is something new that you're transitioning into to help dads in many different ways, to, to be extraordinary and to really help dads in many different ways. But talk to me about this journey and what you're trying to create. Yeah, so really for most of my career, I had been in a a variety of sales situations. So I was predominantly in sales and, and, you know, professional environment. It wasn't until later in my life that I went back and completed some of my college degree work and got my master's degree. I've been a Christian all my life, but I think the biggest transition that took place that led me to where I was at was just being involved in a lot of men's small group and really beginning to understand and dig into my faith and become alive in it. And what I found by being in a lot of these men's small groups and going on various retreats around the country was that sometimes a man just needed somebody to come walk alongside them and help them regain their focus and maybe understand better what it is that they want to have in their life. So just me taking a long look in the mirror and going, what happened to you? Do you want to see that happen to another man? And the answer to that was was no. And so I became a men's life coach. And so I'm at a point now where I help men write their own comeback story and give them a second chance at whatever it is that they want to do and, and get more focused and live a life of more. I think so many of us as men just find ourselves in survival mode much of the time and uh, feeling trapped in what it is that we're doing or where we're at in our life. And that's really no way to live. It certainly is far from being and feeling alive. And so in my coaching practice, that's one of the things that I help men work on. And so I have do one-on-one coaching around really focusing on writing their comeback story. And then on the True Man podcast, we're able to not only bring in experts to help men be better dads and spouses and fathers and that type of thing, but we'll bring on guests and have them tell us their comeback story because it's so essential that men hear these stories because it might motivate them to take action to achieve that more that they're looking for in their life. Because I know from experience that it is no fun to wander around 
in a daze, wondering if you can be the man that you want to be and be the father that you want to be. Because again, as I talked about earlier, so much about what we do as fathers is not only lead our families, but be good, strong role models for them. And so just by going through the coaching process myself in a number of different areas, everything from having a golf coach to a faith coach to a life coach myself to now having a podcast coach, I drink my own Kool-Aid. And sometimes we just need somebody to come walk alongside us and help us figure things out. And that's okay. And that's what I do. So talk to me about the steps in which you walk with individuals. How do you work with someone? So if I came in, I, I identified in, with you and found that I wanted to work with you. How do you work with an individual to be able to figure out the path that you need to work with to be able to help them to move forward? Right. Well, everybody's going to be a little different. But one of the things that we like to do at One Way Life is we have a, a proprietary assessment system that we go through. And what I love about assessments is it's it's a really unbiased way for us to dig in and go deep at what's going on in somebody's life. So we look at about 29 different inner environmental factors, we look at outer environmental factors, and really try to dig in and determine, you know, what's going on in somebody's life. And then from there, we may select one or two things that somebody really wants to work on. And, you know, spend some time trying to help that person get better in that area. For example, I've got a client now that I'm working on, and one of the things he has struggled with is basically just having a a nice to-do list where he can scratch things off and know that he's physically seeing that he's ticking things off and he has a strategy, a daily strategy for his life and that he could tick things off and by by clicking off those things really bolsters his self-esteem and so that he can see that he's capable of having a strategy and he's capable of having a plan. So there are a variety of, of things that come up in a man's life, but that's a pretty good example of something I may do on a daily basis with somebody. Well, it's great to hear that there are individuals that are walking side by side with with people like you are. Um, I know we try to do that here at Fathering Together as well, but it's a little bit different. When you can find someone that you can connect with, it's so important because Again, as I said earlier, it's important for all of us to be able to be vulnerable and to be able to step out and to say, hey, I need help because there's nothing wrong with asking for help or nothing wrong with recognizing that you need someone to walk side by side with you. And some people may need more help than others, and that's okay because there is no manual when it comes to fatherhood, and a lot of times – we're not comfortable walking next door and talking to that buddy next door, having someone. Something that we talk about quite often on the True Man podcast is not doing life on your own. It's just critically important to be somewhat vulnerable and reach out to other guys. That's okay. I went a long time personally not doing that and just suppressing all of that information inside. The end result of that is it's really difficult to be the best husband you can be or the best father you can be when you're just upset at yourself for not being the best man you could be. So I think it's perfectly okay and appropriate to go seek out help. Well, I truly appreciate you sharing that. And now if people are listening to this and they hear what you're saying and they say, hey, 
you know, Michael sounds like a guy I want to walk with and to be able to work with. You know, where's the best place for them to go to be able to get more information? Yeah, I'm going to give you a couple of different things here based on that. Number one, if you're interested in starting your comeback story, if you really want to think long and hard about what that looks like, go to startyourcomebackstory.com. I've got a worksheet there that you can pull down and begin to ask yourself some deep questions. And if you're looking for more one-on-one coaching to take that to the next level and go deeper with it, you could certainly reach out to me. Send me an email to mike.vanpelt, that's V-A-N-P-E-L-T, at wedevelopyou.com. And you know, let me know that you're working on your comeback story and that you, you want to have a conversation about that. And we can set up an initial coaching call and talk more about what that may look like. Now, we always finish our interviews with what I like to call our fatherhood five, where I ask you five questions to delve deeper into you as a dad. Are you ready? Oh, boy. Here we go. Yeah, let's do it. In one word, what is fatherhood? Love. Now, when was a time that you finally felt that you succeeded at being a father to a daughter? You know, right now, as she's growing up, I sense that I've succeeded as a dad by the way she reacts to me. Now, if I was to ask your kids, how would they describe you as a dad? Crazy. (laughs) I love that. Now, who inspires you to be a better dad? You know, my own dad, for sure. He just was always there for us. Never missed a ball game. Never missed anything. And he was a great role model to see. Now, you've given different pieces of advice that I think all dads will be able to resonate with and to connect with. But as we finish up today, what advice would you give to other dads? Just be patient. Be loving. Listen. Find other men in your life that are potentially going through the same thing. Seek out wise counsel and sages that have been there, done that. And take their advice and lean into it. You can't go it alone. You definitely can't go it alone. And I think too often men feel like they have to and that there's something wrong if you can't figure it out for yourself. And I know I'm one that uh, to say that that's definitely not the case and definitely not something you should do, that you should ask for help when you need it and have someone there, have multiple people there that you can go to, to be able to have your back, to listen to you, to affirm you, you know, if you're in, in not only in your home, but outside your home, because it's important to be able to have that in your, you know, in your camp. Yeah. I think if the last 18, 20, however many months we've been going through this whole COVID thing has taught us is that, and I understand we isolated ourselves due to, you know, health challenges. But if I think if it's taught us anything, it has to have taught us that it's difficult to isolate from other people and do life by your own and do it well. I would hope that people are seeing that. I definitely hope that people see it as well. And I just want to say thank you for your time. Thank you for you know being present and here and being a part of this great conversation. I have loved everything you've been saying. And I just want to say thank you and I wish you all the best. Awesome. Thanks for having me on, Chris. I really appreciate it. Had a great time. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Daughters podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, 
but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons We make the meals We buy them presents Bring your A-game Cause those kids are growing fast The time goes by just like a dynamite blast Calling astronauts and firemen Carpenters and muscle men Get out and be the world to them Be the best dad you can be Be the best dad you can be